Well, it's a pleasure to have everybody here. I don't want to interrupt the good conversations, but I do want to make certain that Tim has a few minutes. Um, it's uh, kind of an interesting passing of the guard. I was trying to remember the first men's breakfast that I came to. All I could remember is it sure is early. And, and some of these people are more spry at, at 6.30 in the morning than I am at 5.30 in the afternoon. And so um, I'm appreciative every time people make it in, and it's nice to see all the smiling faces this morning. Well, um, Tim's going to come speak to us. I feel like to introduce him is somewhat redundant since, uh, for many of us, he's the reason we're in this room at this time of day. And so um, I, I met Tim first, I think, when our Sunday school class was meeting in the room that his Sunday school class met in, but in the next hour. And we would show up, or they would show up, and it would be who had what food, and we would do this changing of the guard in the Sunday school rooms. So I fill out whatever room Tim is leaving, I'm supposed to walk in. So um, after last uh, month, I didn't want to be the last one to, to give a, uh, a talk, so it was really important that that not happen. So I said, Tim, if you're going to be needing to step down, then I will be happy to try and step up. So I hope over the next couple of weeks and months, I'm going to get to know this group a lot better. You're going to tell me as much as you would be willing to about how you would like to see the men's breakfast evolve or stay the same and what works and what doesn't. But I'm just grateful when we can get together and, and, and share early in the day about what's going on with our journey and what's happening in our own lives. And I think Tim's going to come today and talk a little bit about one of his journeys and I hope it will inspire you to uh, talk amongst each, each other after this meeting about what's going on in your week. Um, we, we build. Uh, we had a good devotional last night at choir, and um, Linda talked about how the trees went whoosh, whoosh, whoosh this week. We really got to see some of nature's fury. And the trees that were able to stand strong after having that happen tended to be the trees that hung together that were protected by being nurtured by being in good soil, but yes, but having good community that they were in, that the trees next to them protected them from the ferocity of the storm. And sometimes life is that way. Sometimes something happens in in your world, and you're grateful to have people around you who notice that you're not where they anticipated you being. And that's part of how we care for each other. So this morning I'm going to invite Tim up without any more introduction and um, uh, look forward to hearing his words. Thank you, Tim. Thanks, Eric. Yay. Morning, everybody. Morning. 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 All right. So, uh, before I begin, I just want to kind of begin the talk. I, last time I was up here, I sent a note out just uh, during the transition. But before I did that, last time I was up here, I just kind of made a quick announcement because it was real hard to do. And I just kind of want to rip the Band-Aid off and move on. So, um, uh, so I just wanted to start and just take a couple minutes as kind of we transition to Eric, which I'm just so grateful for his leadership and, uh, uh, answered prayer that he stepped up is I just want to say a couple of, couple of words of thanks. Um, we've been on a, a great journey the last few years together and I really, really appreciate it. And, um, first of all, I just want to let you know I'm grateful for all those that you attend. We got, uh, people that come and go and can make it, uh, make it when they can, but we also have a core group of people that just seem to be here every month. And I'm really, really grateful for that. And that encouraged me to kind of keep going. You sometimes when you're investing time and energy and things, you wonder if it's worth it. And, uh, you know, when you, when you, when you, when you have people consistently supporting it, it was. Um, I also want to thank those that have led. I'm looking out in the room and there's many of you have done that. 
uh, as I was reminded this week, it's no easy task, right? It requires, um, you know, a lot of time in terms of prep and things like that. So um, I want to thank those that have led. Um, Doug can't be here today, but I want to thank Doug and John for all their support. They've been incredible. Um, you know, uh, when, you know, you talk about having trees surrounded and stand together, there was a couple of times I thought I was going to fall down on this thing. And uh, John and Doug were always there to uh, pick me up, so I really appreciate that. And Steve, I'm grateful for the food and Bobby and, and Julie and all her team that kind of serves us. So um, I'm also grateful those that got this thing started. Um, not here today, but Tom, Jones, and Robert, and Rusty, and, and Mike, and some others. And I'm grateful to uh, Dave Cunningham and those that served on the men's ministry team that kind of got this thing going. So, um, And then I'm also grateful to Pat McPherson and uh, those who participated in, in the small group studies. Those were pretty rich. Kramer was in it with me. And um, also grateful to Bob Cashy and those people that, that kind of explored some service opportunities. Um, I'm grateful to Mike and Eric that they're always here. I think, you know, when um, they can't, they can't be at everything. And when, um, when, when the ministers show up, you know, it says that this is important, right? And so um, I really appreciate that. So I know you guys pulled in so many different directions. And then um, again, I'm grateful to uh, Eric for, uh, for stepping up. I'm also grateful for uh, the many blessings received <laughs> over the last years. Most importantly, I'm thankful that those that have attended have grown closer to God, and we've all grown closer to one another. So I've really enjoyed hearing the stories, and I hope the stories just continue to, to come. I, I will continue to to be here. And then finally, um, um, I'm, I'm grateful for the men who've been encouraged to take the next step in their faith journeys. So I'm grateful for those next steps. All right. So, intro to today's talk. So, when Eric agreed to take over the leadership, he had one request, and that was for me to lead this month. (laughs) Strength. It's never easy, right? There's always a negotiation. So, I was like, alright, I can do that. That's good enough. I go, I've already, I've already given my story. What do you want me to talk about? And he said, well, what I want you to talk about is kind of the transition you're going through. And kind of, you know, I'm like, well, all right. I just agreed. Okay, I'll do that. Then I got a phone. I'm like, what am I going to talk about? You know what I mean? Um, but I've been, uh, I've been praying about it. I've been praying about it a lot. And, um, the more I thought about it, I'm like, it's perfect. In many ways, it's absolutely perfect, the topic and the assignment he gave me, because an important element of the mission of the REMC men's group is to encourage to tip men to take the next steps in their faith journey. And it's made, it'd be great sense for the leader to talk about some of the next steps he's taken. So, um, so I want to predicate my talk today, talk about, this is a little different. You know, I teach at, uh, taught Sunday school for seven years and I teach at, uh, uh, Kings Ridge, uh, to the men's group and to the, uh, boys Bible study. And usually when I study, it's all about, we're in the word, we're studying the word, we're talking about the words saying, but, um, today I just felt called to do something a little bit different and which is just simply share what's on my heart which is kind of what Eric asked me to do. And, and ironically, if you've been on the phone with me and saying, look, I need you to, I need, you know, will you come speak? And they say, well, you want me to talk about? I just want you to pray about it and speak about whatever the Lord puts on your heart. Go with it whatever direction you want. So, you know, I'm not sure if it's because, you know, so anyway, so that's what I'm going to talk about today. I'm going to talk about a little bit what's been going on in my heart and my life. I'm doing a uh, Bible study right now uh, and uh, with a group of men. And one of the things, we're reading a book called Bo's Cafe. Anybody read Bo's Cafe? Great. It's off to a great start. And what it talks about is it talks about authenticity. You know, if you want to have true, good relationships and, and men a lot of times hide from authenticity. 
you know, they kind of keep you at arm's distance and let you see what you want to see. And sure, Alan, you can. <laughs> uh, but, um, but so I'm just going to open my heart a little bit, share with what's been going on in my life. And then, um, my hope is that in sharing my heart and kind of illuminating what's going on in there, that will some way, maybe in some way help you to understand what's going on in yours. Right. So I'm going to talk a little bit about me, but my hope is that this will some, in some way impact you. So, um, let me provide a little context. So, talk about transition, talk about next steps. Y'all probably, you know, you're thinking about, okay, REMC men's group and kind of my, you know, my church transition. And, you know, that, that, that's very true, but I feel like my whole life has been in transition for about two years. Right? So, and I think it has some context and lends itself to kind of maybe why God's taking me on the next step of my faith journey and, and to a different place. There's three major transitions that have occurred in my life um, during this time. The first one is I changed my employer. The second is my dad passed. And the third is I changed my church. Um, admittedly, this has been a very challenging time for me. It's all been good. I mean, when I look at it, I'm so grateful for all the blessings. It's been for even with my dad's passing and illness. It was a, you know, you've heard me talk about it. It was a good thing. A lot of good. God was, God was there. Um, but nonetheless, it's been very stressful and emotional period, you know, relatively speaking. I know, I also want to say that other people have been going through transitions and I'm sensitive to it. And you probably look at it and say, well, how could that be stressful or emotional? But, um, there's a lot of people going through a lot more, but for me, it's, it's all been good. Um, but change, change isn't easy, especially when you value stability, long-term relationships, long-term commitments. And, um, that's what I do. So I do want to say, I feel like God's been there every step of the way and i feel blessed and will continue to be blessed with these changes so all right so the first step work so that's the first one i mentioned right and i know we're at church but you know we talk about you know this is god's at work in our lives and what's going on um in january 2016 uh i left my first and only employer that i'd been at for over 20 years when i was recruited to leave uh recruited to join a competitor and um and I left a company called Unum, and I joined MetLife, and I'm the regional director for MetLife in Georgia and Alabama, okay? And while this move I made uh, led to a bigger role at a bigger company, it was a very, very difficult decision, very difficult. Um, and the reason is Unum had been very good to me, all right? Unum had been very good to me. It gave me an opportunity coming out of college uh, that my parents and I could only dream about. I was a working-class kid. My dad was a public school teacher. I grew up in a working class town. You've heard me tell the story, right? I didn't know people that worked in corporate America. I didn't know people that, you know, it was a big step for me. And Unum gave me an opportunity that we could only dream about. Second of all, they had invested in my growth and development. I kind of look back and I'm like, can't believe I didn't get fired a few times. Actually, I came pretty close. Uh, but, uh, but, uh, I'm just kidding. But, uh, there's a little bit of that, but, but, Honestly, I look at, I was really blessed at Unum to work for a great company that had a great training program and I was surrounded by amazing mentors, um, that really, uh, developed me. And, and so I had a lot to be grateful for. Um, you know, frankly, they rewarded me well and they pr- continued to promote me and give me opportunities. Um, and most importantly, I, I got connected to a great network of friends. So when you're at, you're at a place for 20 years, you develop a lot of friendships. I resigned on December 17th, 2015, and usually when you go to a competitor, they walk you out immediately, and I was ready to do that, and they didn't, they didn't, they let me stay for two weeks, 
Now, I wasn't, not in the office, but I had access to all the, you know, my computer, all that stuff. They treated me extremely well. But during that two-week period, I swear, I don't think I, it might have been the hardest work in two weeks I ever had. Uh, on New Year's Eve, I mean, on Christmas Eve, I worked up till probably two o'clock. And then, um, the, uh, the final week, right up into New Year's Eve, I, I worked pretty hard as well. And I think I added up and I think I spoke to over 400 people, you know, friends that I had made. As a salesperson, you're connected with everybody in the company, right? And you, you're connected broadly within a company and you get to know a lot of people. And so I had made a lot of friends and I just, I really wanted to go out and, and make sure that everybody understood why I was doing what, what I was doing while I was doing it. And, and, um, and I had a lot of them reaching out to me, you know, you make a change like that. There's a lot of people that reach out and just tell you how much they mean to, how much you mean to them, which by the way, I appreciate a lot of the notes I've got of encouragement related to this change as well. But, um, so anyway, so you know, have been very good for me and things were going well. You know, I wasn't leaving anything that was going wrong. We had, uh, actually had our best year ever in, uh, 15 as a team. My team did. Um, nothing's ever perfect, but it was a good situation. I'd been in my role for, uh, had been in my role for eight years, right? So I kind of had, kind of had it down, right? New, um, office was performing well, company was well positioned, and I had pretty good work-life balance. When you, when you've been doing something for a while, you can kind of, you, you got a rhythm and a, and a, and a feel for things. So, and I was surrounded by my friends. So all that's to say is like, okay, I had something really good going on, and then met life call. And I'd had recruiters call me all my, you know, in my, all my career, right? It's just something that happens in our industry. I never returned a call. I mean, I'm calling back and say, hey, thanks, but I'm not interested. I'll try to find somebody else for you, you know? But was never really interested. Um, and I'm grateful that I took that call. And I'm grateful that I've taken this next step in my career. While I've been praying about what was, what was next for me, I was not looking, you know, I was not looking to make a move when MetLife called. And when they called, I didn't answer right away. As a matter of fact, it was a couple of weeks. But after praying about it, I decided to listen. And um, what I heard, I liked. You know, bigger role, big company, more opportunities to grow. Um, still wasn't sure, though. And ironically, it was after a men's breakfast um, that I met with Resty uh, next door. And, um, I, it's, you know, it's, he probably serves to a lot of you. Resty's been a mentor of mine over the last, you know, seven, eight years and has given me advice that's kind of, directed my next steps in so many ways. And uh, I say, hey, Rusty, you just got five minutes. Can we just, I, I got to talk to you about something. He goes, yeah, sure. So we stepped next door over into the cafe and and uh, and we ended up talking for like 90, <laughs> you know. And when you meet with Rusty, if any of you ever have, he, he tends not to give pre- give direct advice, you know. He kind of asks you questions, give you things to think about. And sometimes I half the time I walk away saying, what the, what the hell did you just say? You know? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, I know he said something. My, my feudal mind missed it. But um, uh, but anyways, but um, he was pretty direct. He was pretty direct. And um, really encouraged me to take the next step in my career. And um, that was that was different than what he had been, done in the past. And um, the thing that he had stuck with me, that really stuck with me, that Rusty said, and he said a lot, um, was that I should embrace the journey and not worry about the destination. I should embrace the journey and not uh, worry about the destination. This is a major paradigm shift for me, and one that I'm still working on for that matter. But I think it's interesting, and, and part of the reason why I share that story, um, you know, is, um, you know, is, is about Rusty is, you know, that's that's what happens in this group, right? 
you know, I was encouraged to take the next step in my career and my life because <clears throat> we were here at the men's breakfast. And I had something going on in my life. And I turned, you know, I turned to one of my friends and I said, hey, man, I, I got to, I, this is weighing on me. You got five minutes, you know, five minutes turned into 90. And that's, you know, one of the other missions of this group was to, that the men, that the men of this church would come to know each other better and that we could be, be there for each other in this way. It's great to talk about spiritual things and stuff like, you know, our spiritual life and our spiritual growth, right? But I think we're also here to encourage each other in the game of life, right? To do life better together. And, um, I, it's just so important to me. So I wanted to share that. Um, so after about a three month period, I decided to take the next step. And uh, it was like a three-month recruiting interviewing period. I decided to take the next step, and I'm glad that I did. First of all, it was even harder to leave Unum than I ever imagined it would be, all right? I gave up a lot, and it hurt, right? And, um, you know, I left behind 20 years of plus years of relationships, accomplishments, knowledge, and comfort, quite frankly. And that was really hard to do. But while I gave up a lot, I felt like I gained even more than I expected. Um, it has been a tremendous growth experience for me, both personally and professionally. Um, and I've learned so much, gained a different perspective on the business, and um, have made a lot of new friends. Um, again, it hasn't been easy, but it's been rewarding. I know that's a good story, and you're like, hey, how could you be all be stressed out about a promotion? You know what I mean? But that's a major change. I mean, think about going to the same place, being with a family for 20 years. You know, and, and, and going on, moving on. So, and I know probably some of you have been through that. Not easy. Um, obviously a lot more to the story, but I thought I'd provide some of that context for the transition going on in my life at work. Okay. Um, the second, I lost it. Uh, sorry. The second transition that was going on in my life was my dad's passing. Um, for those of you who do not know, my dad passed away early this year and after being very sick and away from home for about two and a half years. Um, <clears throat> Hmm. Um, yeah, it's just tough. Sorry about that. Didn't see this coming. Um, but, and, uh, I want to say thanks to all of you who prayed for him and, and our family the last three years. I really feel like those prayers were answered. Um, you probably have heard me talk about it. My dad really grew in his faith during that, during that period. There was this man that came and walked beside him and served, would follow him. Well, two stories off script, but, um, cause you say like, how, your dad passed, like how can that be a good thing? When my dad got sick, he really drew close <clears> to the Lord. When he drew close to the Lord, and there were a couple of, couple of key stories. Uh, one was, um, my, uh, there was a man who we did not know, 80 something years old, that for whatever reason, followed my father. My father went over a two and a half year period, was probably in 10 to 15 different places all around Greater Boston. All over, right? Probably our range. This guy would find him and he'd serve him communion. Complete stranger. Not, maybe not a stranger, but a stranger to me. And my, I knew all my dad's friends, right? I knew people in town. It grew small, relatively small town. I pretty much knew it. That was pretty amazing. Second thing I'll share spiritually is, last conversation I had with my dad was a letter that my, whew, sorry was that my dad, um, my son had written a letter to my dad as a homework assignment when he was told to share the share the good news with somebody. So his, home, his homework was assignment, he goes to a Christian school, was that he had to kind of witness to somebody. And my, my son wrote my dad the most beautiful letter. And uh, 
and eat a lemon. And, and, and the last conversation I had with my dad was about that letter. <laughs> Sorry, man. I have no idea. I shouldn't go this way. All right. So, um, back to it, man. I didn't, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, uh, admittedly, <laughs> listen. <laughs> Thank you. Admittedly, uh, I'm still in the, I'm still in the midst of this transition, as you can see. Does it feel as if, as if I'm still processing this and I'm still in the state of mourning? Right? You just saw that. That was, sorry about that. Um, that's not where I planned to go, but that was my next note. Just say like, look, I'm still going through this, right? In some respects, you know, as the oldest son, I feel like you just kind of put the blinders on head down and you just keep going. So, but, uh, but thanks be to God that through this process, I do very much have a, a lot of peace, hope, and joy. Um, as I believe that that is in heaven, looking down on us this morning. So, um, anyways, whew. Um, there's much I could talk about with regards to my dad. I already talked about more than I planned to. Um, but for the sake of the lesson, <laughs> I was supposed to keep it focused on just the next step of uh, moving on with life without him. A um, few things you should know about, uh, should know. First of all, dad was a great guy and we had a great relationship. Okay. Great guy, great relationship. Thanks be to God. Um, I had the honor of delivering my dad's eulogy. Catholic Church, one person gets to get up and say a few words. If they let somebody, you, you insist. Um, and so I, I was one that got a chance to do it. And during it, I, I spoke to my... Yeah, it's different, right? And so during, uh, so during it, I spoke to my dad's love and belief in, in, in five things. Talked about his love and belief in God. Talked about his love and belief in family. His love and belief in education, his love and belief in sports, and his love and belief in community. And uh, I focused on that. Dad was a big dreamer and a very hard worker. He was dreaming up to the day, you know, I mean, I would have conversations with him, like, what are you talking about? You know, like the dreams, he'd still be dreaming. Um, but he kept a frenetic pace, often working two or more jobs. And despite his work schedule, he was very supportive and engaged. Father, always at games and uh, practices, often coaching for me, my brother, and my sister. I mean, he was one of those dads who was just always there, always helping, right? Um, but dad was always on the go and was giving himself everywhere he went. <clears throat> so while dad was busy taking care of, uh, uh, while dad was busy taking care of uh, uh, everyone else, he didn't always do a good job of taking care of himself. So that ultimately caught up to him. My dad was overweight. Um, and battle a myriad of health issues over the last 15 years of his life. Um, so in more of my dad, I've spent much time reflecting on his life and began to see more clearly how he had affected and influenced mine. And in uh, many ways, this has, been, this has been very positive, right? Great guy, very positive influence, very fortunate to grow up under his wing. But as we know, with some of the good comes some, some bad, right? And um, one of the things that, <clears throat> that I saw was that my schedule and habits reflected his in many ways. Um, frankly, I found my life too full and came to grips that I was running myself a little ragged. I came to recognize that my next step had to be to simplify my life and shed some responsibilities and take better care of myself. Uh, one of the areas, I was just doing what I'd seen dad do, you know. And um, one of the areas that needed simplifying was my volunteer activities. Um, for a period of about seven years, uh, my list of responsibility had grown quite large. Some degree, I blame Rusty for that as well. Um, I had, uh, uh, it's interesting that he was, you know, both times this step, uh, I had had a breakfast with him over at Land of a Thousand Hills. 
and he had, uh, I was frustrated with, I was serving on some com- committees here at church and was a little frustrated. Can you relate to that? <laughs> all right. And so, and he was the lay leader at the time. So I was like, all right, I'm going to talk to him. I'm going to talk to Mike and I'm going to lay it all out. And, uh, and what I ended up doing is I had a meeting with him. I put together these plans. I was going to be a solution oriented guy. Like, here's what I'm going to propose. You want to do it this way? I'm in. Otherwise I'm out. Right. And, uh, and, and Rusty had taken that and he goes, Hey Tim, these, these are great, man. I think I put together something like this myself. He goes, but, uh, we're going to put these aside because it's time you stop worrying about doing church and time you stop worrying about making disciples. I was like, Whoa, hold on, <laughs> you know, but that was really big. I really thought I was like, it just totally, you know, totally like directed my next steps. And those steps included becoming the head of foundations, leading the men's group, serving on some committees. Join the board at Kings Ridge. I lead the men's group at Kings Ridge. I started a boys' Bible study at Kings Ridge. Um, I joined the board directors at Action Ministries, and I was coaching baseball and basketball. Right, all of that, you know, plus a job that I work a lot. Right, and uh, you know, I've got full-time jobs as a dad, a, a, a husband, um, you know, an employee. I just assumed a lot over that period. Now, I will say this: so I was doing all that. Still doing a lot of it, right? And I will say that thanks be to God for all those opportunities and for all the blessings that he's provided. Even though this was a lot to handle, I always felt like God was redeeming my time and providing for my needs and surrounding with me, me with people that could help. This is an important point because I think too many times men don't take the next step in their lives because they don't feel like they have the time and resources of what it takes. Um, I could testify to my experience of God taking care of all of that for me when I stepped out in faith. So that said, I've been on a tier for about seven years and just felt like it was time for a change. You know, I just needed to change some things up. And uh, I didn't want to make the same mistakes Dad had made. And so you see me at the gym a little bit more. Although I told my calf, so I've been gone for a few weeks, but I've been back. And uh, just been trying to, trying to reorder and reprioritize my life a little bit. Uh, so I've cut back. I'm, I'm planning to cut back about half of the stuff I was doing. Um, and uh, this has afforded me the opportunity to rest, refresh, and refocus. So that's part of why I'm making this transition. All right. So the last step, the one you thought I was going to talk about most of the time, was church. So first, so I've changed churches. So I had gone to Roswell United Methodist Church since 1996. I joined in 2000. And in January 2016, I moved to North Point Community Church. Um as I begin to tell the story, first of all, you need to know how much I love REMC. You need to know how much I love this place. God has been at work through REMC, touching and reaching my life in amazing ways. And touching the lives of many other people around me, right? I was born again here. I was married here. I developed so many dear and influential friendships here. While I'm with you, I was discipled here. My children were baptized here. My children went to pre-K here. I've been given the opportunity to serve here, and my full, whole family has been poured into through this church and all the ministries it offers. I am so grateful, and I love this place. And to me, this church is home and always will be. It's never easy leaving home. So why, why did I leave? So the simple answer is I felt led to go to, to North Point. This happened primarily through my oldest daughter wanting to be a part of the youth group there. Lexi is now in eighth grade. We live in Milton, Georgia, all right, so we live up, up the road a little bit, and she goes to Kings Ridge Christian School. During her sixth, sixth grade year, she transitioned to the youth uh, to the youth group in the Dodd, and for whatever reason, just didn't get connected. Lexi's a great girl, has a lot of friends, doesn't struggle with that, but just for whatever reason, didn't get connected. We tried, met with Jason a couple times, he tried to help, 
but it's hard when you have no friends that are there with you. I mean, that's that's tough for anybody, right? Never mind a, a middle school girl in a in a new environment. So in January 2016, and she's got a big faith, loves God, you know. I mean, she's all in, right? So for her to talk about not wanting to go, you know, not wanting to go to church, not wanting, I mean, that's it's just not her, right? Um, so in January 16, she died, she decided to go to transit at North Point with uh, friends of ours while the rest of our family came here to church. So we dropped her off with some friends. She went to church. We came in. In August of 2016, my wife informed me that that wasn't going to happen anymore. <laughs> so I'm going to throw her under the bus. Man. No, I'm just kidding. Man. And uh, yeah, exactly. I'm just, yeah, I know, I know. I know. And uh, actually, she she informed me that my wife and daughter decided Alexi should should not go it alone and started going to North Point with her. My son Nate and I, Nate's my boy, right? He's in, well, well, we're still going to Roswell. And so we were a split family that fall. That's not good, and that's not the way the Lord made us to worship. And so we stayed here through the fall. Uh, me and Nate and I would come. People were wondering what was going on with me and Tara. Those guys, they're breaking out. They're probably trying, you know, like, you know, like, all's good, everybody, you know. But, um, um, but that was what was going on. Um, and so as such, in January 2017, after a lot of prayer, I decided to join, join my family. This was a very emotional and very difficult decision for me as we gave up a lot. We gave up a lot. I love this place and I love all y'all. So, besides the fact that I didn't have much of a choice, right, <laughs> at this point, why did I believe this was the right thing to do? Um, well, much of that ties into the first two parts of the transition. One, I just spent a year experiencing significant growth in my per- professional life because I had made a significant and difficult change. I felt like through a change in churches, which uh, which would also be a significant change, I might also experience spiritual growth in maybe ways that I hadn't imagined. So I was like, maybe God's got something in store for me, right? He wants me to go somewhere. We had been studying Acts, right? Paul was moving around, you know? And uh, so I was like, you know, maybe that's, you know, I've been on a, this great run. And maybe, maybe, maybe I just, in order to keep growing my relationship with God and with others, I just need to go in a different direction. Um I'm happy, you know, so far, I, I mean, I have definitely experienced a little bit of that, you know, change, you know, I've, uh, it's been, you know, a little bit of change has been good for me. I'm in no, you know, by the way, this is what works for me, right? You know, this is my life, this is my heart, this is what's going on with me. I'm not suggesting by any means anybody else should do the same, right? So the second reason ties into lessons uh, learned from my dad. Again, I was getting burned in my overloaded schedule and especially my volunteer activities, and I just found myself at REMC being too much of a Martha and not much, as much of a Mary. And I felt like after seven hard years, I needed um, I needed to be a Mary. And one of the things I learned through my transition at, at my prior employer is, you know, I had gotten promoted a few times. And as I got promoted, I always seemed to have to carry on. I could never fully move on to my new role in a lot of respects because I always kind of had to hold on to, you know, I get some, ned, you know, and one of the things I found is that when I went to a new place and was a, you know, just had a new clean break, right? I could kind of reshape and redefine things. You know, I, I really was, you know, I was able to let go of some things I felt, you know, and, you know, to some degree, I, I don't think I could ever be at REMC and not continue to want to, be, you know, be Martha. I just, you know, and so, um, going to North Point has afforded me the opportunity to sit in a big crowd, sit at my seat at the feet of Jesus. And, and to take better care of myself, you know? And that's really just what I need now. You know, I've, I've been going hard. I just feel like I just need a period of not doing stuff, just 
being in the word, soaking it in, you know, just, just sitting at the feet of Jesus. And I feel like that's what I'm doing. I don't think I could do that here. I just, I just don't. Um, and then lastly, I felt like through the transition, I'm being called into a new season of life where God will use me in different ways. I do not yet know what that may be, but right now I believe it will be focused on the following things. And it ties directly into, the first one is walking in faith with my children. You know, I've been pouring all this time, energy, and everybody. I need to pour it into them. Um, Lexi's 14, Nate's 12, and Allison's 8. Um, these are such formative years, and I do not have much time left with them at home. And I believe and pray that God is going to use them in amazing ways. That, you know, people talk about, like, this world and these kids. and Their faith blows me away. Their relationship with God and their friend's relationship with God blows me away. And I, I'm sure other of you that have either children or grandchildren have seen the same thing. The world may be getting darker, but, the, you know, the church is getting brighter. That's my honest opinion. We, you know, um, and it just amazes me. So I just, I just really want to pour more deeply into them. Um, second thing is serving at King's Ridge. You know, God's at work at King's Ridge, and I've served on the board for two years, and hopefully I'll have another four years on the board. Um, there's a lot going on there and a lot of important work to do um, um, and uh, to move the school forward. And I feel I feel like the school need, you know, I, needs me right now. I need to invest more heavily in my responsibilities there. The other one is eventually I'll probably get back to serving, you know, and probably get engaged in some way at, at North Point. I'm not rushing into this and, and, and not yet sure where that will be, but I am involved right now in a nine-month leadership development group um, that I got invited to participate in. And um, I pray that through this I'll find a place to serve, you know, and uh, we'll also grow closer to God and develop other meaningful relationships with men. Um, uh, and then the lastly is to write some books. You know, I've talked to a couple of you about that. I have uh, – I, I really feel for a number of years I felt called to blend my spiritual life and my career in sales to inspire others to excel professionally and grow spiritually. Um, I have a few book ideas and then done some writing, and I just need to find some time for this. So – I don't, you know, one thing about taking next step, you never know where it's leading. Like, like Rusty said, right? It's, it's about the journey. It's not the destination. I don't know. I, I still, I'm still in this transition. I don't know where I'm going, really, right? But those are some areas where I feel like maybe I'm being led. So, hopefully, I didn't bore you too much. Uh, that's what's going on in my heart. Um, again, I shared what is on my heart first and foremost because Eric asked me to. Um, but also, so that in sharing my own heart, you will hopefully be more in tune with what's going on in yours. And you'll realize what God may be doing in your life. I pray that this uh, resonated in a meaningful way for some of you this morning. As you reflect on what I've heard and what I shared, uh, what I shared and, and think about your next steps, here are some lessons about the next steps that I've learned over the last two years that were woven into that story I just shared. A bunch of bullet points. First one, next steps aren't easy. Next steps can be stressful and emotional. God is with you every step of the way and will bless you as you go. The next step may come along when you're not even looking for it. So be open to God's call. Sometimes taking the next step will require you leave, to leave some great things behind. Oftentimes you will need someone else to encourage you to take that next step. And at other times you might be the person that needs to provide that encouragement. Embrace the journey and don't worry about the destination. When you got go of what you've got, you position yourself to gain things you can't gain standing where you're at. When you encounter a setback, you have got to get back up and take the next step. Sometimes your next step requires some change, needs to be in a different direction. I think a lot of times we think about next step, we're just on this one path. And as you, t- um, when you take your, your next step, consider lessons learned from observing others who've taken theirs. 
as you take uh, as you uh, as you take a step out in faith, God will redeem what you give to Him and provide you f- provide for your needs. Sometimes your next step may not be as big as the last one, or it may even be backwards. When you take your next step, remember and give thanks for the blessings from your last one. Sometimes your next step will be to follow someone who just took their next step. Taking the next step can afford you the opportunity to make a clean break and leave some things behind. The next step can give you the opportunity to redefine and reshape yourself for the good of others. <clears throat> Don't stand still for too long as we're, as we were told to go. Pray about where your next step will be. Most of the time you just need to take a step, but there will be times in your life where you need to take a huge leap of faith. Go for it. So with that, we usually spend some time reflecting on what we're talking about and we have a little, we have, you know, we have some table talk and I think we might still have some time for that. But during this process, this, as I've been kind of going through this, um, there's been a song that spoke to me early on and that I've listened to. And when I hear it, it's just, you know, I don't know if you ever have songs kind of during that season of life that just really resonate with you and hit you. You feel like God's speaking to you through it. So what I want to do is, all right, now this is a men's Bible study or men's group, but uh, I want you to bear with me. I want you to trust me on this. I want you to go with me. I want to play this song for you. And as I do... I want you to just take a moment of prayer just right where you are. And I want you to ask God about your next step. And for you to maybe reflect on the steps that you've taken and ask ask him to really just pray and just what what's God what's God have in store for you for your next step? And pray that he'll give you the strength and courage and wisdom to pursue it. The song goes like this. It's called uh, Called Me Higher. It's by All Sons and Daughters, and I'm not sure if you know this. But it says, I could just sit and wait for all your goodness, and hope to feel your presence, and I could just stay, and hope to feel you, hope to feel again. I could hold on, hold on to who I am, and never change you from the inside. I could be safe. I could be safe here in your arms, and never leave home, and never let these walls down. But you have called me higher, and you have called me deeper, and I will go where you lead me. You have called me higher, you have called me deeper, and I will go where you will lead me, Lord. I will be yours, and I will be yours for all my life. So let your mercy light the path before me. So the question for you is, where is is the Lord calling you higher? Where is the Lord calling you deeper? Where is he leading you? And where is his mercy lighting the path before you? So I'm going to go play this song, and I just ask that you maybe just sit there and pray for a few minutes and, and ponder those questions.
All right. So with that, 759, I just want to say that I, I truly believe that God is calling each and every one of us to go higher, and he's calling each and every one of us to go deeper. And I just pray that every one of us will go where he leads us. So thanks for your time this morning. I really appreciate it. Not to be disappointed, right? Mm -hmm. To come here and to hear somebody who is so clearly willing to share their journey with us. It's a journey that we all have had some level of participation in. It takes real courage to get up here and um, speak beyond those things that you prepared. But I believe that God prepares each one of us in very unique ways. And there's a reason that you're here this morning and you got to hear Tim and what's going on with him. Um, you have an assignment between now and our meeting next month. I'll find out when that is and you'll get an email. But your assignment is, I hope you experienced something here this morning. You need to tell somebody. Maybe it's your spouse. Maybe it's a family member. Maybe it's somebody at work. Just tell them what happened this morning. You got up and you went to breakfast. And then think about who you would invite to come here and come to a breakfast. And maybe it's somebody that you think you may not know, but they may be in a position where they may want to come be a speaker sometime. But they won't know if that's appropriate if they never come and are a participant. So tell somebody what happened this morning and be on the lookout for people who you think come speak to this group and inspire us the way Tim has. Um, I'm, you know, grateful that RUMC provides so many different ways of reaching out. And um, I think Tim has done a remarkable job, and it's so appropriate that we come tell this part of his story at the end. So, Tim, if you would come close us in prayer. All right. Please join me in prayer. Dear God, thank you so much for this time that we had together this morning. Thank you so much for the REMC men's group. You've blessed us in so many ways. Um, and I thank you for each one of these men who love you so much. Lord, I pray that you'll call them higher and that you'll call them deeper. And that they will have the strength and the courage to go where you lead them, Lord. I pray that you will continue to bless this group for years to come. And please be, please provide for Eric as he uh, takes over leadership in this group. So grateful for all your many blessings, your goodness, and your love. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you.